Hello and welcome to the world famous Driving You Crazy podcast. This is the show where we talk about all things transportation, anything that gets you from here to there. I am the transportation reporter and the traffic anchor for Denver 7 News, Jason Luber, and I am back, back from a little trip to Florida. And I do have some observations for you when it comes to travel. Uh, In one word, busy. (laughs) Really, really busy. Uh, If you want to be a part of the show, give me a call here on the listener hotline. The number is 303-832-0217. You can leave a message there. You could always send me an email or a tweet, a tweet or a Facebook message, whatever you want. All those links are in the description of the show. And I'd appreciate it if you, uh, especially on Apple Podcasts, you'd uh, you know do a little review or a, rate, uh, a rating of the show because, well, frankly, I need it. Uh, it would help out a lot to get a little bit more uh, notice uh, for the old program. Uh, today, also, I will be speaking with Devin Jones. Well, who is Devin Jones, you might be wondering. Devin had a YouTube page that was very popular a while back because of the videos that he was posting that showed drivers behaving badly around him and him on his motor scooter and being basically a traffic vigilante, if you will. And there were two specific videos that went viral that made Devin uh, very famous on YouTube. One is when he was behind a Denver police officer and he honked at the Denver officer while, while Devin was on his scooter because the officer was stopped on this uh, access to get onto the highway and he wasn't moving and Devin was just waiting there. And so he, he honked at this guy. And uh, I'll explain more about this whole story with the officer got out and started yelling at him. And so uh, it was quite the viral video. And the other video that went viral was after Devin chased down a driver who was going pretty fast in a residential street. Uh, Devin, I think, was right near a park or at a park, and there was this driver that went really fast and right past him. So uh, Devin chased this guy down and ended up in this parking lot of this Walmart and almost got into a fist fight. And then ABC News, their, their 2020 program, they featured Devin on their show four years ago, a show that was centered around road rage. And at that time, I uh, played some clips from that show, and I made some comments about the ABC News piece on the program here uh, and about Devin's videos at that time. And and I was looking for Devin. I wanted to get him on the show because it was a timely, it would have been a timely interview. Well, fast forward four years later, and Devin commented on my original Facebook post that I that I uh, put out there uh, when the 2020 show came out. And uh, and he, he commented on it recently, so I, I wrote Devin back, and I booked him for the show, and he's going to be coming up here uh, on the program in just a few minutes. So I'm looking forward to that interview. Uh, but first, I, I received a few emails uh, while I was away, and, and one of them starts with this. It says, Hi, manager. Greetings from Joyce in China. I found you are a distributor of hospital equipments. Are you selling hospital beds? Are you interested in cost-effective, profitable hospital beds to uh, boost your sales? We can provide over 100 designs of hospital beds with different price rates. Hospital beds, accessories can be provided too. Samples can be provided. (laughs) So so two things when I was reading that email. Uh, One, I didn't realize that I'm actually listed out there somewhere on the interwebs as a dealer of hospital beds. (laughs) So I have... Maybe that to look forward to and, and, and to fall back on 
in case this whole thing doesn't work out. And the other thing, uh, what would a hospital bed sample be like? <laughs> would, it, would they send me a regular size hospital bed? Uh, would it be a mini size like you would put maybe in a dollhouse? Um, what would the shipping cost be for a hospital bed for a sample? Um, and would they want it back if I if I actually ordered one? <laughs> so anyway, um, if you need a hospital bed, apparently I am your uh, local hospital bed dealer. So I also received an email this week from an old neighbor friend of mine, Ryan. And Ryan was first asking me about my Chevy Volt. I've talked a lot about how I love my Volt. And uh, it, just because of the low maintenance on it and it doesn't cost a lot to operate and um, it, it does still use gas. It, I think people are confused by it uh, because it's a it's not a hybrid. And I say this all the time. There, there are a couple of different vehicles. There's the electric vehicle. There's a regular internal combustion engine gasoline vehicle and uh and so you either have electric or you have gas or you have the hybrid where you have a a gas vehicle uh with a battery that gives that assists the uh, car like a prius in getting more gas mileage well my car the the volt is 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 all electric all the time it's always on electric but it has a gasoline generator in the front of the car that will generate electricity it never powers the car it's always powered by electricity but it will generate electricity with a gasoline engine, just like if you had a little Honda generator at a campsite to generate power, um, and and then it powers the car. Uh, I actually have seen videos of people in a Tesla that has a little Honda generator in the trunk uh, just in case they need to have a a charge. They can start up the generator and charge up the car a little bit, and off they go. Um, And so he was talking a little bit about my Volt and, uh, and also talking about the Chevy Bolt, with a B, Bolt. And that one is the all-electric car. Um, and it uh, doesn't have the gasoline generator, but it also didn't have at least the first generations of them. Didn't really have that much of a range, 70 or 80 miles. Uh, I, a friend at work had one, and he could never turn the air conditioner on. <laughs> he lived too far. And if he didn't charge up for at work uh, or somewhere around downtown, he, he wouldn't be able to make it home. And so that range anxiety was a big problem for them. But I don't, I never, I don't have that because I have a generator in the Volt, and I uh, off I go. And and so there, I, I eventually I, I will probably be forced to buy a regular electric car. But I wouldn't buy one unless it had a a mile, a range, uh, enough kilowatt hour capacity to really go at least 250, 300 miles. Um, cause then it's, then, then you can really use it for everyday use. You charge it every couple of days, uh, and you don't really worry about it as much as, is if I had to charge mine, one, my uh, car every day, it, it only gets about 40 to 45 miles optimally on a charge. So it, it would be good for me to get to downtown and then halfway back home. <laughs> oh yeah. By the way, I'm, I'm starting back at the studio. I, I, I'm, I'm back downtown now, uh, and have been for the last couple of days. So, uh, it's, it's, so I, I have a commute once again on on the freeways and and there's a lot of people out there um but i i don't have to worry about range because my car has uh, the plug-in or it has the generator that will just keep making more electricity for me to keep going forever and ever okay so back on topic uh this is what ryan was asking me he wanted to send me a what's driving him crazy he says it's not so much driving him crazy but he wishes that the dot would be more proactive in utilizing their variable display message signs with some common sense messages like don't camp out in the left lane and state law left lane is for passing only or keep right except to pass. 
He says, yes, we have those small square white road signs that say that, but if the DOT would put these messages on the digital signs that hang over the highway. More often, I'm confident it would educate more people, especially the new out-of-state folks moving in. I appreciate them posting the don't drink and drive stuff and the move over for emergency vehicle stuff, absolutely, and accident ahead stuff, but I would like to see them really press the left lane is for passing only for about a year or so. One more thing, after watching some of your videos and past driver car camera videos, it's convinced me to go out and get one for my truck. He's talking about a, uh, uh, a dash cam. And he's grateful he did. I know this is going to pay off someday. It will, Ryan, it will. I'm telling you, the dash cam is one of the greatest, not greatest, inven- I mean, it, okay, it's one of the greatest inventions ever. <laughs> it's really good. I, I have one. I've had one in my car for a long time. I, I decided to buy a new one, and so I put my old one in my wife's car, and now I have that one. It's re- They are phenomenal inventions. And I never have to worry about anything crazy happening in front of me, and and it's not on video. Well, one, because I like to show it on TV. And two, if there's any kind of a insurance issue or a problem, I mean, that's why they started in the first place using these things in, in, in countries like in Russia, where there was rampant insurance fraud. People would just walk in front of a car or jump on top of the car and then claim that driver hit me and then get a big insurance claim. Well, now with dash cams, it, it helps disprove their injuries uh, are inflicted by the driver and, and not <laughs> self-inflicted. So I think dash cams uh, really do pay for themselves very quickly. Um, and as for the DOT signs, sure, I, 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 I agree. Well, I mean, why not put up more of those uh, reminders to not camp out in the left lane, especially as traffic is picking up. I think more and more people need to be reminded that the left lane is supposed to be just for passing. In most states, including Colorado, where I live, has that left lane for passing only law, um, it, mostly for the higher speed, higher, uh, uh, lower density areas of the state. But it's really should be applied to metro areas as well. Um, Man, when I was driving in Florida, though, I, I thought they drive fast here. They, they really drive fast in Florida. Uh, and let me say at the outset of, of my uh, of my little brief uh, mention of a trip to Florida is that air travel is definitely getting back to normal very quickly. It is busy at the airports, really busy. And when I, I got out to the airport, we parked in one of the uh, off-airport parking lots, had to wear the mask in, in that uh, shuttle van. And get to the airport. No social distance there. They just packed the van. They sat on the van on the side and said they were going to try to limit capacity. They didn't. Uh, every seat was full. And out to the airport where you have to wear your mask again all the way through that process. And Denver International is going through this big construction process. And it is a bit of a mess out there. Um, but that wasn't too bad. Got to the gate uh, in plenty of time. Got on the flight. We were flying United down to um, Fort Myers. And the flight was fine, uh, but it was crowded. There were maybe, I don't know, half a dozen or less seats empty on the flight. So uh, at least 95% full, just a few empty seats on there. And it was, uh, and here was the interesting part. So you're supposed to wear your mask on the plane and in the airport. And most people uh, complied. Except when you're eating or drinking, actively eating or drinking, you can you're supposed to take your mask down and then immediately put it back. Now this is a federal regulation. It's not an airplane air 
airport regu- it's from the federal Ad- uh, aviation administration i mean this is a federal deal it is their requirement uh and so the airlines are just trying to enforce it because it is a federal law that you have to keep your mask on all the time a lot of people didn't want to do that and there were a lot of people that i saw when i was uh, going back to the bathroom that didn't have their mask on or had it down around their chin um, and they weren't eating or drinking they just didn't want to wear it and and if they saw a flight attendant coming by they, they would pull it up real quick and then put it back down so it was a mix of people who were using them and who weren't using them and there were a couple of reminders made by the flight attendant staff. And this is on both flights, going to and coming back. Um, but there were some reminders uh, saying that you have to wear your mask if you're not eating or drinking. And you just got just to gotta do it because that's what we have to make you do. And I, I didn't, I, another thing, I didn't see or, or at least notice anybody buying alcohol. Maybe they weren't even offering it. I didn't see it. I didn't uh, partake in anything. I, I, I didn't even notice that they weren't offering it. Um, but I didn't see anybody drinking either. They only made that announcement. If you brought any on board, you can't drink it on board. Um, doesn't stop you though from before you get on the plane, uh, pouring it all into your Sprite bottle. Um, so you can have a drink on the plane. Um, but anyway, uh, the, you know, the, the, there's your travel tip of the day. Um, but it was interesting to see who was wearing it and who wasn't wearing it. Maybe because I was going to Florida, uh, there were a lot of Floridians who aren't used to wearing their mask anymore because the mask mandate really hasn't been in place in Florida for a while. You've been able to uh, be maskless for quite some time, and maybe it's those folks that uh, didn't want to uh, didn't want to wear their mask on the airplane. But uh, nobody was kicked off, and nobody was no, no viral videos from me, unfortunately of people getting unruly on the airplane. Oh, and you know what? And another thing, it was interesting when I was at security at Denver International, they had, it's a, it's a, obviously a large airport, uh, airport, and they have two security areas on either side of the, in the main terminal area. And at one point they were using a dog and they asked people that were in the security line, they had this more wide area uh, where, so you have the line, you have the serpentine line, and then you get to this uh, spot where this guy, a TSA agent with a dog, is standing there. And he's walking back and forth on this area. It's about 25 feet. And he has people, another one, a TSA person, had people, uh, passengers, walking in pairs past the dog. And the dog was just walking around these people. Every time, two, 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 every couple of seconds, two people, two people. E- even if you're not in the same group, two people, two people just keep walking past the dog. And and then they didn't make you go through that scanner where you have to hold your hands up and they're looking at your junk and everything. Um, they made you go through the uh, uh, metal detector, but they didn't make you go through that other scanner. And maybe it was just because it was busy weekend, Memorial Day weekend. There were a lot of people at the airport. I think one of the TSA guys uh, checking my ID said they were going to see over, what, 35,000 passengers uh, either that day or that weekend, it, but I, it was very busy, um, and maybe it helped speed up the process to have that dog there. Um, it, it was fine; didn't mind it at all. Um, didn't have any problem with that. Um, and the, you know, like I said, the flight was fine. It was uh, just lovely getting to a nice little airport like uh, Fort Myers. I like those little airports; they are so great. Oh, and then the rental car. So you go to the rental car, you show up, and you get in your rental car, uh, and it. This is the way you have to do it. So the way I rent a car is they, they let you pick from their little row. Their, you know, I don't know, it was 10 or so different cars in their little group. 
And so the first thing my kids do is they go around and they run around. They go, oh, I like this one. They first have to look at it and see if they like it. And then they have to open the door and see if it smells like smoke. Because uh, they all, because there's a Unfortunately, a lot of people smoke in their cars, in their rental cars, and it's and you can't get that smell out of there. There is just that smell, and then whatever deodorant and, and uh, sanitizers the rental car companies use, it never works right. And then especially in Florida where it's hot and it just stays closed with the doors stay closed, the windows stay closed, it just gets nasty in there. Um, and so we found a car that smelled brand new. Yes, it was blue. Um, who cares? It smelled brand new inside and bingo, that's the one that we chose. Uh, and so, yeah, I, I will always pick the rental car that smells good over what the rental car looks right, like, uh, like, so but that was a fine, that, you know, that was no problem. Um, but there were a lot of people renting cars, uh, and there weren't a lot of cars to be rented. It didn't look like. Um, there were a lot of different license plates from Oklahoma and Texas and all kinds of different states. So they definitely have brought in rental cars from other places um, to fill the need, especially in, in the vacation spots like uh, Southwest Florida. Um, and, uh, <laughs> and speaking of Southwest Florida, you know, they have alligators and possums and raccoons and all kinds. And I, unfortunately, I saw a lot of dead critters, including a dead gator and a dead possum. And a dead raccoon. Um, and I think a dead snake. Uh, that was all roadkill. I hate to see roadkill. I do not like to see animals hit. That really, it, I, I, I would rather for the wildlife to live. Um, but it was, it's just interesting to see. Oh, and they have these uh, odd rent, uh, um, uh, wildlife signs too. Including one, we were, we were in uh, the Naples area. And we uh, drove on the last day over to see Marco Island. And on the way to Marco Island, they have a couple of signs on the way there, and it, it had they were like mountain lion signs, like cougar signs. Um, they, they look like panthers, uh, and so uh, okay, uh, if whatever whatever's here, I, I don't want to be living here because you have. But then again, there's there's the uh, mountain lions that live around me. So, but then they had this odd turtle sign and um, other wild interesting wildlife signs. There in Florida. So anyway, it's definitely busier, most definitely busier on the roads and in the skies. And it's only going to get worse here this summer. All right. So it was back about four years ago, July 5th of 2017, to be exact, that I posted a video from ABC News on my Jason Luber Traffic Guy Facebook page. Now, that video I posted was of a news report from that program called 2020. And the news report, the, the program, dealt with road rage, and they featured the story of Devin Jones of Denver, who was posting videos on YouTube of drivers who were behaving badly. And what Devin would do is sometimes chase them down and, and uh, sometimes be vigilante justice, if you will. And I said at the time what he was doing was somewhat helpful, but at times he was too aggressive in the way he confronted some people. One time getting to a, a near fist fight or I think he got into a fist fight in a Walmart parking lot. And at that time, when I posted the video, Devin had shut down all his social media accounts right after that uh, story had aired on 2020. And I presume it was under the pressure of the internet and relenting comments that were unleashed on him. Uh, and back then, I wanted to get Devin on the show, on the, on the podcast here, but I was unable to find and contact him. So fast forward about four years later, and I get a message that on that post from Devin saying this. Actually, I shut it down because it was just an experiment. Seeing if I could get a play button. 
uh, a play button, if you don't know, it's this award that YouTube sends to uh, uh, people who have a channel who, who get like 100,000 subscribers. Uh, and so he sent this, it was like a plaque that you would get and you would hang it on the wall. All right. So Devin continues. The response online was not very negative as you're probably aware of the news edits to sensationalize once removed from the narrative provided by ABC and on the actual channel with proper context, people became quite supportive. If you're bored, I did start another channel to see if I can manage another play button. I want to turn the first one into a necklace, but still want one to hang. Uh, Hang on the wall, I think he means. Uh, So my invitation to be here on the show was never rescinded, remains open to this day. So when Devin commented on my post, I reached out to him to get him here on the show. So now almost four years later, let me introduce to you Devin Jones. Devin, thank you for joining me here on the world famous Driving You Crazy podcast. Hello, and thank you for having me. I appreciate it. All right. So let's go back four years ago to the time you were driving around on your motor scooter, sometimes in a cape. What made you start posting the videos of the drivers who were behaving badly? Uh, I have a good friend of mine that owns a company called uh, Stunt News, which is now I'm obviously a part of. And we had thought it would be a good idea to get content because as far as riders, every day a rider goes out and almost dies, whether it be getting cut off, even if they're doing the right speed, you know. So the GoPro for me is more of an insurance and to show other riders and drivers that, you know, it's it's both of our faults, you know, and it's, it's just to cover... To, to show other people that being out on the road, you don't you don't own the road. I don't own the road. I know that. I'm perfectly capable of understanding that. But if I can bring light to something that they did wrong to save the next rider's life, then so be it. It was just a just a whim of an idea, and it just blew up bigger than I thought it would. When it did start to blow up, when you did start to get some traction, because you were posting these videos on your YouTube channel at that time, it started to become successful. Tell me about the reaction that you started to get when you were posting these videos on that YouTube channel. Just like anything, I mean, there's going to be a good side and a bad side to the coin. You know, um, some people were all about it. Other people hated it, you know, um, as far as the the internet fame, I mean, just like with being a movie star or a rock star, people like what you do and others don't. Others want to kill you and can't wait to see you on the road so they can do their good deed in their eyes, you know. But the fame, it's not really what I wanted to get famous for. Let's put it like that. It's, it's not uh, a wannabe superhero out there trying to save the world. I'm just trying to have fun, you know, and ride my bike and show other people my experiences, you know, and just kind of bring more context to understanding what it's like to ride in the street because some people don't will never own a motorcycle or ever get cut off by a car you know without having a cage around them so just give me a broader aspect of what I do that's that's basically it you know I used to ride a motorcycle often and I stopped riding a while back just because of the danger because there are so many more people now not only in Denver roads, Colorado roads in general, where we are now, but across the country, it's just traffic has increased dramatically. And unfortunately, the distraction uh, that people have that it seems like every driver has of their cell phone where they just can't for the life of them put it down and, and not be distracted by it for five seconds is really causing 
uh, a dangerous situation not only for motorcyclists but for bicyclists and pedestrians as we as we have people being killed all the time who are in these vulnerable positions when you're on a motorcycle there's really nothing between you and the pavement moving at sometimes highway speeds except maybe a leather jacket yeah no i i 100 agree with you on that and Right now, I'm actually out in California talking to a, a company called MV Legal, Motor Vehicle Legal Associates. And, you know, with them, they're, they're all about motorcycle riders, you know, and they, they want to m- make sure that everybody is safe and not just treated fairly on the road, but also in court systems. You know, without the GoPro, some instances, the, the rider would get in trouble. You know what I'm saying? And with with like out here in California right now, there's lane splitting, you know, it's legal to go between cars and stuff like that, which is honestly safer in my eyes, because if you're sitting three cars back at a red light and Stacy May is on her phone, texting her boyfriend because she just caught him cheating on Instagram, you know, she's not paying attention. The next thing you know, smack, you're, you're done. You know, you're in between a rock and a hard place, literally, you know, and, and that's why I think that California or not California, uh, Colorado should definitely think about lane sharing or or keeping up an open lane for for riders. I mean, obviously it snows and everything. We get three four months out of the year to be able to ride. So why not have a safe safe route for everybody to be able to get home to their families and stuff like that? I've covered that idea for Colorado about lane splitting. Uh, I've covered that in, in, in year in uh, episodes past. I'll have to figure out which one that was. I can put a link to it in the description of the show. I'm speaking with Devin Jones. Devin is joining me talking about, uh, his, uh, approach to putting videos online, showing some bad driver behavior, uh, especially here around Metro Denver. Uh, Devin, the, the reason your, your former YouTube channel was so successful is the way that you confronted people who were dri- driving badly, and, and there were two particular instances I want to talk about. One involved being behind a Denver police officer. The other was in a Walmart parking lot, and that one came to blows. But first, tell me about the video that shows you pulling behind a Denver police officer and his car. Uh, it was unmarked, and you were, what, honking at him because he wasn't making that merge to get on the interstate, right? He was sitting on his phone in a yield lane to get on the interstate. Now there's no cars coming, nobody around, and the guy's just sitting on his phone. I mean, how many times have you pulled up to a red light, looked over, and you seen a cop on his phone? You know, and it wasn't a let me lay on my horn, you know, let me get this guy out of the way. It was a quick toot toot, you know, just a reminder. Nothing, nothing major, nothing to be aggressive or jump out of your car about. So, yeah, when he jumped out of his car, of course, I was startled. Anybody would be startled with a man with a gun jumps out of his car after a couple of toots, you know. Now, think about this. If it say it wasn't a, a police officer, say it was just some Joe Schmo with a rifle in his, you know, it would be a whole different scenario. You know what I mean? But as far as a police officer, I mean, that that was just. That was just one of those lucky days, I guess you want to call for the uh, for the YouTube video wise, because that was gold. Everybody loved it, you know, but I don't see why he was better than me, why he thinks it's okay to sit on a phone and and impede traffic. Because best believe if I was on my bike and sitting on a phone in a year light, I would at least have a ticket, maybe some other stuff if I would have gave the same attitude that he gave me. Did you know that it was an officer? Sometimes you can tell the undercover cars or, or, you know, the unmarked car. I had no idea, you know, it was just a car in front of me, real quick, 
real quick look. You know, I didn't, I wasn't looking for, you know, exempt plates or lights or anything like that. So to me, it was just, you know, some businessman on his phone trying to get home, whatever the case. But as soon as he jumped out with the vest on and the hat, I said, oh, oh. Yeah, and I bet your heart rate was going 100 miles an hour. Oh, real quick, real quick, real quick. But I mean, in my eyes, I did nothing wrong. You know, I was just presenting, you know, hey, boss is clear to go. Go ahead, get on your way. And then he must have, you know, ate a wrong donut in the morning or something like that. And it was just just a bad day for the guy, which is understandable. It happens to all of us, you know, and unfortunately he got caught on camera. And that's one of the big blow up videos on the on the YouTube. So, I mean, you know, God's plan, I guess you want to call it. Did did Denver police ever comment uh about that video did they ever send you an apology did they ever uh contact you at, at all of course not uh the police never really have our police are never really wrong in the case you know very 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 rarely they are you know uh, i had a buddy of mine uh kill a cam with stunt news he actually reshared it and so many other people were like yo if that cop jumped out i would have just took off i would have just ran bro you know but uh, like i said i did nothing wrong there's no need to run you know i, I like i said i was I wasn't in fear for my life. I, I didn't sit there and tell the guy, you stupid, mo, 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 you know, get out of the way. It was just, no, my bad boss, you know? Yeah. And I, and I don't recall ever, ever seeing that there is a traffic ordinance against using your horn, uh, to any other driver, including police officers. Correct. Correct. I, I, they, they were, te- what do you say? Um, I was abiding his uh, his investigation. I was stopping his investigation because he was on the phone for official police duty uh, here in California. That if you honk at a police officer, they can get you for disturbing the peace. And uh, I forgot what the other one is. Some kind of noise noise ordinance. But you know, it's 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 the petty stuff. The petty stuff for what? You know what I mean? Like I I did nothing wrong. You did nothing wrong. It was a two. We could have both get on our way. You know, it didn't have to blow up into. Six million view YouTube video, you know what I mean? Yeah, and it did. It, it it that was one of the videos that blew up. The other confrontation was someone who passed you while you were on your uh, motorcycle. You were in a neighborhood, and you were following that person after they passed you over to a parking lot at the Walmart, and then confronted that driver about their bad driving. Tell me about what happened in that episode. So with that, I mean. It's, it's a residential area. You're not supposed to be doing 45 in it, you know, whether you have kids or your grandma's trying to cross the street with their milk, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's a slow area to go. So all I was trying to do was go, you know, tell the guy like, Hey man, just slow down. That's it. You know? And obviously the guy was had either a mental illness or was just going through some things or, you know, off the bottle, whatever the case may be. And it just went from zero to a thousand real quick. You know, of course, everybody says, you know, I could have egged up, I could have left the situation, diffuse it, everything like that. But I don't know. After the first situation with the police, I kind of saw it as a, as you know, let's, let's reel this fish in and see how, how big she is. You know what I mean? So was this more of a, all right, I, I know how well my previous video did. And now I'm going to up the ante here, or I'm going to antagonize this person to continue the conflict so I can get, because I know that this is going to be a YouTube gold and I'm, and I'm going to get a lot of views from it. It was that more of a motivating, motivating factor as you were uh, in a conflict with this, this person? Absolutely not. It wasn't um, one of those situations where I'm like, all right, cool. You know, I got this guy. Let's see how far we can take it. You know, let's see if we can get a scuffle going. Um, It was, it was more of, uh, how do you put it? it? was, 
it was more along the lines of, you know, I'm not going to back down. I'm, I'm in the right. I have you on video doing wrong. You want to call the police, call the police. You know what I mean? You're, you're crossing my line. You're touching my stuff. I did not sit here one time and, and push you out of your way. You came up and physically touched my stuff and got in my space. I mean, the GoPro, GoPro on my helmet shows it looks really far away. But I mean, if you if you if you put it in a normal setting, you would see that that guy's I could see what that guy ate yesterday type thing, you know, so he was his spit was going in my mouth, basically. And that's how close we were, you know. But I mean, it and so I was also trying to not take off myself, you know, because of my background in the, in the military. It's it's trying to diffuse situations a little bit harder for me, I guess you would want to say. So when the line is crossed for me, that's that's kind of where not I snap or I go into a dead zone or anything. It's just like, you know, fight or flight. That that's basically all it is. And you just mentioned your military service. Thank you for your service as you uh, did serve. Where did you serve? Iraq. When you initially saw that driver in that neighborhood, as, as, as I recall on seeing the video, you were, you were either pulled over to the side or, or just driving slowly. And this driver did go pretty fast right past you. What was your initial feeling? What what was that uh, that snap, that rush, that that first thought that you had as soon as that person drove past you? And what do you think? All right, I got it. What was that first thought? Well, like I said prior, you know, when with the GoPros on, and anybody that has one knows, you know, if you have the wide angle so you can see everything, cars and things look further away than they actually are. So when this guy flew past me, yeah, it pushed me over a little bit to my side, and I'm like, wait what like we're we're not in on the freeway right now i'm not sitting on the side in the emergency lane where's this guy what's where's this guy going is he know something i don't you know so yeah i like i said i just wanted to let him know like bro whether it be me or some other joshua imagine if i was a motorcycle cop you know or or little billy on his on his bicycle out playing in the yard you know what i mean that kind of disregard for human life obviously needs to get brought up to somebody because he didn't care you know I'm speaking with Devin Jones about drivers behaving badly in some of the videos that he used to post on his YouTube page. We'll we'll talk about in just a bit. Uh, I think you have a new project, a new YouTube uh, project. We'll talk about that coming up in just a bit. When you posted that video about the almost the near fight here, uh, how did that get? What were the reactions that you received from uh, the the people that were seeing it on YouTube? Oh man. <laughs> From this guy's amazing, good work, good job, to I wish you would pull up to my car and try stuff like that. You'd be staring down the barrel of so-and-so, you know. I mean, just, I it's it's one of those things where, you know, you can have your good days, your bad days. People, people there's there's no filter on, on the internet, you know. Everybody has their voice, which is, you know, that's our, our American right. You know, I'm not, not knocking it. But I mean, geez, some of these people should not have social media, man. I mean, some of the heartbreaking stuff that they say to me, you know, over what I think that, you know, obviously I'm not always right. I could always handle situations differently. I, I agree with that. But, you know, it's 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 content. It's it's me having my own personal days that I go through and don't want to cross a line or don't want to back down, you know. So the the, the comments really, they, they – uh, <laughs> They definitely made me have to start a new project. Let's put it like that. So are, are, are you still getting, you said you were, you were getting some threats, obviously. Are you, are you still getting threats? It's still to my, because I still have the same Facebook name. So a lot of people hit up my Facebook messenger, which I have spam accounts on now. 
um, private messages. You know, I, I'm, I'm just kind of right now just pushing that stuff to the side and trying to start something else because it right now it's just nothing but negativity. And it, and that's not what I wanted. That was not my intention on this. My intention was to bring more light to automotive car drivers and motorcycle riders alike so that we all can coexist on the road like we do already, but hopefully a lot safer. I remember some of the other videos, the old videos that you posted, you would then, uh, after those uh, first initial two ones that they were really getting a lot of traction, you had some business cards that you would pass out to drivers as you would point out, hey, you did this back there and you almost cut me off back there. And, and you'd pull out in some instances in front of their car and hand them a business card. Some of them wanted to take it. So others gave it right back to you in a, in a pretty, <laughs> uh, yeah quick, quick fashion. So, uh, are you going to start doing that sort of thing again? Or, or tell me about the uh, impetus of the, of the cards that you used to hand out. So with the cards was basically, um, you know, a lot of times I get footage obviously, and people may want to see it. They may want to see, you know, like, Oh man, I was looking like an idiot that day, you know? So that was my goal with the cards was just to, to show you the replay of what just happened. Cause you know, after that, they're going to look at the card and think like, man, this fool really got me on all right, well, I'm going to go home, babe, look this up real quick. You know, let's see what happened. So that was, that was basically the, the, the push of the cards, you know, just to, just to not just bring uh, traffic to my site, but to also, you know, when you get home and the, the situation's diffused, you, your mind is working differently, you know? And so you think like, oh yeah, man, that, yeah, I was, I was in the wrong. I mean, the guy's an idiot wearing a cape, but you know, I, I was in the wrong going a little bit too fast, but yeah funny situation ha 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 you know so move on with your life you never know sometimes laughter is the best thing to get over something if you're having a bad day you know just got fired from your job your girl left you whatever the case may be who knows that guy could go home watch youtube and laugh as i know people most don't admit when they're wrong Oh, hundred <laughs> percent. And they don't like being pointed out uh, when they're wrong. And, and that includes my nine-year-old daughter. <laughs> Doesn't matter who they are. I can imagine, man. As you were posting these videos, they, they started obviously getting a lot of traction. There were a lot of views to those videos. And ABC News contacted you for this special report that they were working on. Uh, about drivers behaving badly for uh, 2020. So tell me about the ABC News contact to you. When they contacted you, how did they do that? And then uh, what happened next? How did they ask you to do an interview? It was, a, it was an email. And at first I was kind of sketch on it because, I mean, news can change things and put them however they want, you know. And I talked to my buddy at Stunt News and I was telling him about the situation. He said, hey, man, you started this to bring light to riders and drivers. Why not just push it? Why not just go for it? Just do it. <clears throat> so I ended up doing it. They came out obviously and uh, did a nice little travel around the city to a certain few rememberable spots. And uh, you know, it, it was, it was, a, I would think it would be, it was a good interview. It was a good time. I'm, I got to say my part and my piece about the situation and just like YouTube, I love seeing the comments after that video, you know, after the interview with that, I, I love seeing the comments because like I said, some people are with it and some people aren't, you know, some people just look at me as a, a grown man with a cape flying around trying to save the city when I'm just trying to save a life, man. That's it. Yeah. And, and at the time I, I said that your, the way, what you were doing was obviously helpful, 
but at times you were maybe just too aggressive at the way you confronted some people. Um, and and I, I think, I, I mean, I still stand by those comments because it, it, it is obviously dangerous uh, for the motorcycle riders, as we talked about a little bit ago. Uh, and, and, and I don't know, do you still think this is the best way to go about saving people's lives or, or helping people on motorcycles or, or people out of, outside of a car? I mean, it would be the same thing that you would ask a police officer. You know, if what they do is right, pulling PPO people over because their registration is off and then yanking them out of the car and beating them up, you know, going from that aspect. I mean, I don't want to stand on the corner with a sign that says, what, stay safe for motorcycles. I don't want to go around putting stickers on cars that say, look twice for motorcycles, you know, just like anybody else. You know, there's a, a, there's a person that I know personally that goes to a beach here in California and picks up trash every day. It's not his job. Nobody pays him to do it, but he feels like that's his part to do something and bring that's his part to bring to the world. That's that's his job in the world is to go out, pick up trash and do his part to try to help humanity. We all have a part in this world. And I think right now my part is to bring more awareness to motorcycles that are out on the road and motorcycle safety on both ends on the cars driving and seeing the motorcycles and the motorcycle riders not riding 200 miles an hour on freeways and getting hit by cars, you know? I am speaking with Devin Jones about uh, his videos uh, and uh, about drivers behaving badly. You talked a little bit about uh, ABC and, and the report that they did for 2020. Do you think that they were fair in their coverage of you and in general? I think that they were 50-50 with it. They didn't want to make it look like they were on my side and they want to justify what I was doing. So I think that they try to cover their butt as well as possible, which is fine. I'm not mad at it. I mean, they're a billion dollar corporation or whatever. You know, I, I completely understand. Um, but yeah, I, I would say it was pretty fair. I mean, the, the comments, like I say, as always, are just super heavy. But I mean, they brought light to the, the mission statement that I was trying to bring to the more people, basically. They brought they they brought out what I was the the message that I was trying to preach, and, and wasn't that the idea to bring out that message? And it, it, then, and why did you shut down your uh, social media stuff uh, and the YouTube channel right after the 2020 report came out? Just so many people. I mean, there were so many haters saying that if I saw some guy on the cape, that I'm going to pull up and just shoot him. You know, uh, oh, you're you're in Denver. I live in Denver too. I can't wait to see you riding around. You know, oh, once this snow melts, blah blah. blah. Like, it it really wasn't it. It wasn't what I thought it would be. You know, I I got a couple of of emails and messages. Hey, man, you're doing a great job. Keep it going. But that's the last thing I want to do is ride around on my on my scooter. I mean, already knowing that. I could be hit and killed by any moment by somebody text messaging, but let alone, you know, Billy Bob mad at me over here because of me being on 2020, you know what I'm saying? So it's, it's something that I just, I want to keep doing it, but step away from it and maybe come out as like I am now as a part of stunt news and not as a, a face of something, if that makes more sense. Right. Um, because even though your YouTube videos got a lot of traction, when you're on ABC News, a special nationally uh, on the show 2020, with a lot of people see, uh, I, I'm sure it, the uh, attention ramped up quite a bit. Right, exactly, exactly. It's 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 like jumping into your own jacuzzi compared to a community pool, basically. You know, you you mentioned a couple of times that you wore a cape. I saw the videos where you were wearing a cape. Why 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 did you wear the cape? Why not? 
to be different, to stand out. Maybe that could be the one thing that somebody is on their phone and just catches their peripheral and says, oh, wait, what? Is this guy wearing, wearing a bear, bear rug jacket out here? You know, just that's safety is number one. Like I, I have a good friend that I ride with out here that wears fluorescent jacket. And he rides a little Vespa scooter everywhere he goes, you know, and, and people make fun of him for it. But I, I, he's never been in an accident. He's never been hit by a car, nothing like that, you know, and is is it was one of those funny joke things as well as a, a safe thing. All right, Devin, I'm I'm going to give you this idea, and I'll, all I ask for is like ten or five or ten percent. Uh, but you you, should, you could <laughs> you could have here you go uh, just a series of uh, motorcycle type jackets that have the cape already built in, or uh, signs or neon things that that will pop up and, and make it aware. Because because you know the old uh, saying for the Harley riders is that the loud pipes make uh, everybody notice you as you're driving around, right? Exactly. Loud pipe saves lives is what they say. Yeah, maybe I can get some uh, LED strips on the back that say look twice, save a life, you know. Now you have a new YouTube channel. Uh, What is it and what do you hope to do differently with this one compared to your first one? Uh, So with this one, I'm I'm opening up my horizon with everything. Uh, I'm not just... I'm not just sticking to the streets and freeways of Denver. I'm working with a good friend of mine with a stunt news. And what he's working on doing is opening up a legitimate stunt spot area. Now that is a place where you could bring your nine-year-old daughter and teach her how to ride motorcycle in a safe, secure location with professionals, with EMT on staff, everything like that. And also, just like they do with the motorcycle classes as well, you know, general riders can come in, take, learn how to ride a bike, stuff like that. So I just want to, I'm working with them to try to bring awareness to motorcycles and the crazy guys that do the wheelies and stuff like that on motorcycles. I'm trying to get them off of the streets and put them in a safe location where the police can't bother them, kick them out. Because when these guys go to, to parking lots and warehouses, the cops come and kick them out. Where are they going to go? They're going to go right out. They're going to go right streets. They're going to go, you know, bang wheelies and, you know, downtown and run red lights and stuff like that. I don't want that. That's not something that I want to promote, but I want to promote safe riding and a safe location for these people to ride. And that's what I'm working with with Stunt News as far as a YouTube channel and other other companies as well that are are coming in as well. Yeah. Later on down the road. So are you going to then nix your uh videos of other regular drivers behaving badly around motorcycle and scooter riders so every 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 time i'm on my bike i'm still recording i'm still you know documenting what's going on i'm i rarely wear my cape anymore you know to try to keep the eyes off of me i I wear something else that's still highly visible that you're you know able to see me i'm not going to say what it is but, um, you know, I'm still out here doing the same thing. I'm just, I'm just a lot more cautious with the content that I put out. Let's put it like that. And who puts it out? Because I, I don't want to be the same. I don't want to be the one guy that, oh, I know that voice. I know that's him. I know he's in this area. I know that restaurant. You know, I'm, I'm not trying to do that. So in, instead of me just focusing on, on Denver, on that area, I'm sending my videos to stunt news and they're posting, you know, on there because they're national. So I'm, I'm letting them do the work for me basically. 
without tags or without any anybody knowing who's behind the camera. When you start reaching a high number of views, you start getting a high number of subscribers on YouTube, and you can actually start generating some money when you start getting a lot of subscribers. Did you make money from the old channel? I made a few bucks. Yeah, enough enough to pay rent for a month. You know, let's, let's say that, you know, um, it, it's not something that's one thing that a lot of people think is that, you know, oh, he's got six million subscribers, you know, 100 million views. He must be having thousands of dollars. That's 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 far from it. That's that's not the truth. It, it doesn't work like that. And it's it's just a quick money. It's, it's like the whole cryptocurrency thing. You know, you get a good kit and then that's it. Yeah, it's not quite like Logan Paul, where he's just... <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You know, I, I didn't have a YouTube or a, a Walmart video every single video I posted. I didn't have me honking at a cop every single video. So, you know, some videos only got 3,000 views. And like you said, one, one or two videos got a couple million, you know. So it's, I didn't make a million bucks if I would have, you know, kept going with it and going out and antagonizing and interrogating more people. Then, yeah, for sure, I could keep going with it. But like I said, that's not my mission out here is to piss people off. So you're really not looking for, uh, yeah, on your new channel, just again six or ten or a hundred million views or a hundred thousand subscribers, because really videos uh, with conflict obviously get a lot more traction than just videos of people doing wheelies. Correct. No, a hundred percent. And you know the the context is because a lot of guys that do wheelies also have regular bikes and ride to work. You know, so they're they're in the same position as me, just riding their bikes to work. Some Joe Schmo cuts them off. Same incident, you know, <clears throat> and I I have videos, you know, that will be going up of some people out here in California that I'm visiting right now like to go up and break mirrors, you know, and what's the point of that? You know, I, I don't I don't I don't justify that. I don't I don't see that as being a right of way. I, I see that as causing even more of issue. That's personal damage now. That You could break your own wrist or hand, whatever the case, and then whose fault is that, you know? So it's just a dumb play. So that's that's kind of another reason why I'm working out here right now is to kind of bring the aspect of what I did and what I was doing in Denver to California and see if I can get more people on board so it's not just focused on me. How has the channel done so far? What's the reaction? Uh, so far, it's slowly growing. Uh, we're working on our first... Uh, cars versus bikes video um i have about 10 different how do you say 10 different videos that are sent in that i'm editing right now that should be up by friday um so it's going to be our, our launch basically is the best way i could put it that's why i'm out here this week and how can people find it what is the youtube link or the uh, channel name so just go to realstuntnews.com it's going to look like the fox news logo but 10 times better <laughs> is that is that on purpose do you like the fox news logo no, I, I, it's, it's one of those things where if you look at, if you look at the, the picture that's on my, my cover right now, you can tell that's a Fox news logo at a first glance, you know, but then you look at it again, it says only oh, stunt news. Oh, oh, that's different, you know, but, uh, I changed the color of it. You know, like I said, I'm working with them for, you know, trying to bring a, a new, new horizon to them. And so we got new colors. So we, we didn't want it, Fox news to hit us up one day when we do get a, another 6 million view video and, uh, Hey, bud, your color's there and uh, font, you know? So, yeah, no, it's it's definitely something, just an eye-catcher. That's all it is. So it's just a website and YouTube. Uh, what about TikTok or Instagram or any of the others? Instagram, same thing, Real Stunt News. Everything you could, everything on social media is Real Stunt News. And are you relocating now to California? You're out of Colorado? 
No, I'm still in Colorado. Right now, I'm just back and forth because the community out here in California is huge. There's over 5 million motorcyclists here in just the Los Angeles area. And so I'm trying to find more people to work with me, you know, and that's that's basically it. And I'm working from California back to Colorado or back to Denver. You know what I'm saying? So I'm, I'm slowly making my way back to try to build an army that we can get our get the stunt news channel as their own episodes basically. So this would be like a Fox and we would have our own episode of something inside. And if you don't mind me asking, is this all you're doing for work? Do you have other kind of work that you're doing? Oh, I have other kinds of work, obviously, you know, I was in the military, so I'm good on that aspect. The YouTube was just more of a fun, fun thing to kind of make a couple bucks and see what happened. Obviously I made a couple bucks and moving on to something else. Um, I'm right now in the process of making uh, custom rugs. So, uh, you know, I, I do, I just made uh, stunt news one, you know, all different various sizes. I'm just one of those kind of guys that has loves everything. You know, I, I like my, to be busy. I like my hands on stuff. That's basically it. So any way I can find to keep myself busy, I'll do it. And if it makes a couple bucks, high five myself for it. Do you still have the cape? <laughs> the cape is still very well safe. Yes. Yes, I do. All right. Well, Devin, I appreciate your time uh, and uh, answering all the questions. It was uh, really interesting to uh, see the uh, really the evolution of of what happened four years ago to what's happened now. And uh, I hope that uh, your new project goes well. I thank you. And I appreciate you taking the time out of your day to talk to me, man, and, and letting me tell people what my goal was, it's not to go out and interrogate people, you know, it's to try to bring a light to, you know, that we could all coexist and be safe out there because we all have family we want to go home to. That's it. All right. Thank you so much, Devin. Thank you so much, boss. Devin Jones. I, um, again, don't advocate vigilante traffic enforcement. It happens. Sometimes it ends up badly. And I can understand why somebody would want to hold other drivers accountable for their bad driving. There, there's a stop sign just down the way from my house, and no one stops at it. No one. Uh, they all just roll past, some faster than others. And and one day I just had it. I just had enough. And so I was standing at, at my driveway, at the end of my driveway, and I see somebody just, just not even pretend to slow down and just makes the right turn and then just starts gunning it up the street. And so I flagged this guy down, and I stopped him. He's this big Lexus SUV. Rolls down the passenger window and I put my hand there on where the window would be down, right? And I said, you know what? It would actually be nice if at the stop sign back there, you even pretended to stop. And at that point, <laughs> I was going to say more, but at that point, the guy started to raise up the the window, the passenger side window where my hands were. So my hands are going up and then he hits the gas uh, and then almost runs over my feet. And I, I wanted to so badly uh, grab something and throw it at his car. I did not. Um, but I, I felt a little bit of the rage. Um, I have not had a run in with that neighbor since, uh, and it still happens where people don't stop at that, at that stop sign. And, uh, it makes me mad. And, and, uh, I guess there's nothing I can do about it. I, I want to do something about it, but I, if you have a suggestion of what I can do about it, then why don't you, uh, give me a call on the hotline 303-832-0217. Uh, you can find that number on the description of the show, or you can find the other links out of how to contact me and tell me what I can do about the uh, the drivers who don't want to stop at the stop sign and just make the right, keep going, blazing up the hill. 
All right. Well, thanks again for uh, joining me here on the show. Thanks to Devin Jones again for uh, for the interview. I appreciate the time. Thanks for listening. And until next time, I'm Jason Luber, the traffic guy. Be safe and as always, happy motoring.